reading is from the uh, first chapter of 1 Corinthians, verses 10 through 18. Um, uh, and it's on the front page of the uh, bulletin. Divisions in the church. Now I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you be in agreement and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same purpose. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there are quarrels among you, my brothers and sisters. What I mean is that each of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Has Christ been divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I did baptize also the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I do not know whether I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to proclaim the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, so that the cross of Christ might not be emptied of its power. Christ, the power and wisdom of God. For the message about the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The word of God for the people of God. Lord, let us hear these words in ways that affect our lives. For the faith we live is precious to us. And the heart of our faith is your cross. Set it in our hearts. Make it the anchor of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A man was sitting on the edge of a bed watching his wife. Have y'all ever done that? Well, if you're the wife, never mind. I mean, I was raised in a house with two sisters and a mom. And when y'all went to put on your makeup, oh, it was like mesmerizing. You pulled out all these intricate tools, things with brushes on the ends. I have seen artists who had palettes with less color in them. I mean, this was a full stage production, and as a young boy, I wanted to watch. I wanted to see everything. What are they doing with all these things? Are they getting ready to perform surgery? So it's not unusual for a man to be sitting on the bed watching his wife. She was looking at herself in a mirror, looking this side, that side, turning around, trying to look over her shoulder. Since her birthday was not far off, he asked the obvious question. What do you want for your birthday? I'd like to be six again, she replied, still looking in the mirror. Well, on the morning of her birthday, he got up early and brought her breakfast in bed, a huge bowl of Fruit Loops. 
Then they were off to the amusement park where he put her on every ride in the park. Five hours later, they staggered out of the park, her head reeling and her stomach feeling upside down. Yo, excuse me, just a minute. If I don't do this, I am not going to be able to finish this sermon. (coughs) Well, he wasn't done. He pulled into a McDonald's and treated her to a happy meal with extra fries and a large chocolate milkshake. Then it was off to a movie complete with popcorn, a soda, and a big box of her favorite candy M&Ms. Finally, she wobbled home with her husband and collapsed into bed, exhausted. The man leaned over to his wife with a big smile kissed her on the cheek, and lovingly asked, Well, tell me, dear, what was it like to be six again? She slowly opened her eyes and replied, I meant size six. (laughs) Y'all knew where that one was going. I know you had to. Even so, the point is made, this husband had truly heard his wife's words. He had listened. He had just totally missed the meaning. Another story. A man by the name of George Stratton did a very unusual thing. It's a true story. He invented a pair of glasses that inverted everything. Now, I used to wear glasses. I see a lot of people wearing glasses. Imagine if you put your glasses on and everything did that number. Put them on and you would have clouds on the ground and ground above clouds. That would be a little different. The sky at your feet, the ground over your head. Trees hanging down from the sky and birds flying on the ground. Pour a cup of coffee. Pour a cup of coffee and see it go up into your mug. Jump down and go up. He wore these glasses for weeks at a time. For weeks. And he said, at first, it was difficult. I bet it was. Every week, we hear God's word. But how often do we miss God's meaning? We hear the words just like that husband 
But how often do we get the message wrong? You see, God's Word turns our world upside down. To truly hear God's Word is to know that Jesus invites us to live upside-down lives in an upside-down world. Now, when I was praying over this sermon and putting it on paper, I thought, well, if you're living an upside-down life in an upside-down world, does that mean you're actually right-side up? No, it just means everything's upside-down, kilter, about to fall on its head. You ever walked in a world like that? Grief comes along, and all of a sudden, your world's upside down. A child, even happy events, a child is born into the family. Your life is turned upside down. A three-year-old grandson comes into your life. Believe me, I found out. Your life is turned upside down. Just look at the crazy things Jesus did touching lepers, healing on the Sabbath, defending adulterers. That's nuts. Befriending prostitutes, washing his disciples' feet. What kind of God does that? Throwing temple tantrums. Jesus spoke with Samaritans and partied with tax collectors. You want to hear something awful? He ate with sinners and valued women. Now, I, I, I'm telling you about Jesus. Back in his day, that wasn't a good thing. That wasn't done. Remember, this is Jesus, not me, ladies, okay? Don't you look at me like that, Karen. He valued women in a time when that wasn't done. He played with children. Grown men don't play with children. Well, except me, but other grown men don't play with children. He offended the religious authorities, the powerful. And get this. He died on a cross, not for those who were worth it, but for those who definitely were not. And then there are the lessons he taught. He went around preaching and teaching that the way to be first is to be last. In what universe does that make sense? The way to success is service. The way to gain is to let go. The way of strength is weakness. The way to deal with your mistakes is not to hide them, but to admit them, to confess them. Forgive those who hurt you. Save your life by losing it. 
This is just crazy talk. God's power is made perfect in weakness. Become free by giving complete control to God. Become great by becoming a servant to all. That's just nuts. But it gets worse, so much worse. Turn the other cheek. Walk a second mile. Heap blessings on those who curse you. Sell all your possessions and give all of the money to the poor. Now, as chair of finance, I hope you're listening. Forget a stewardship campaign. Forget the commitment cards. We're just going to have everybody in the church sell their homes and give the money to the church. You with me? Yeah. And we're going to start with Phil. Phil's going to represent the staff in this project. So put it on the market, Phil. Yeah, you see? Greg's got this all planned out. If I said that for real, don't do it, Phil. But if I said that for real, you would think I'd lost my mind. But do you think Jesus was kidding when he told a rich young man to do exactly that? And not just his house, but everything he owned and give the money to the poor. And Jesus is far from the only crazy person in the Bible. The disciples left everything to follow Jesus. Homes, families, wives, children, friends, careers, Properties. Okay, Lynn. Yes, Lynn's fused. I'm looking at you. Yeah. What if Jesus... Come and follow me. By the way, I want you to be my disciple. Uh, I'm sending you to China. That's the right answer. What a beautiful lady. It would turn your life upside down, wouldn't it? That's a clue. It might be from God. Because God's word turns our lives upside down. I worry in our world, in our Christian world, in our Christian churches. We have a faith that turns the world upside down so with a church on every corner and every block of this nation, why isn't this nation at least turned upside down? I wonder if we're living our faith with power, and that includes me. Are we living our faith with power? Are we we lavishing love on people or are we 
settling for second best? Are we going way overboard in our witness? Or are we just doing enough? If our faith turns the world upside down, which I know it does, why isn't our world upside down with millions of Christians in it? There's Paul. Talk about a nut. Paul was on a fast track to Jewish leadership. And he trades it all for shipwrecks, for stonings and hunger and thirst and beatings and muggings and thieves and betrayal for whippings. And when you read the scriptures, it doesn't take you long to discover that this nut spent more time in jail than out. And while he was behind bars, chained to a wall, what did he do? He was singing hymns and praying. Crazy, crazy, crazy. A widow gives the last few coins she has to God. A woman pours a whole bottle of expensive perfume on Jesus' feet. Early believers shared everything in common as if everyone owned everything. What a bunch of nuts. Why in the world would anyone choose to live their lives that way? For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. One of the nuts I read says it this way. When Neil Armstrong was on the moon, an American flag was planted to signify the accomplishment of his journey. The goal had been established in 1960 to set a person on the moon before the end of the decade. In 1969, that goal was achieved in a most dramatic way. When Jesus was on the earth, he planted a cross to signify the accomplishment of his journey. On a place called the Skull, during the Roman occupation of Palestine, that goal was achieved in a most dramatic way. We are never more like Christ than when we love the unlovely, than when we respond to evil with goodness than when we return insult with blessing than when we live with the cross at the center of our hearts and lives so when the world calls us crazy 
rejoice. We might just be doing something right. Amen.